Welcome into the End the Money podcast for Saturday, April 17th at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, as we take a look at the late pick four, which includes the grade two Elkhorn Stakes. This race uh, used to be at the end of the meet, but uh, here in a good spot on a Saturday with uh, a mile and a half turf test for four-year-olds and up in a really competitive field. Uh, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun handicapping challenge. Where did you land? I have four horses circled, <clears throat> excuse me, but I, I have one of them circled twice, so that's my favorite. Say the word with, from Bill D'Amato, shipping from Santa Anita. Uh, this horse has run uh, not just in California. It's run at Saratoga, run at Woodbine, uh, Gulfstream, Fairgrounds. So uh, not one of those California shippers that you worry about handling the ground because this horse has handled the ground no matter where he's at, no matter what kind of shape the ground is. He's got a a win in the Northern Dancer last year, the grade one Woodbine uh, race at a mile and a half. Uh, he won, He finished second in the San Luis Rey, grade three last time out at San Anita, a mile and a half. So he loves the distance, uh, almost won the Hollywood Turf Cup at Del Mar. So very consistent, picks up Luis Saez, who's still riding lights out here. He knocked me out of pick five yesterday. So I'm going to take to say the word in here. I think there are some other horses that uh, if, if he doesn't fire, uh, could could upset here. One of them is North Dakota for Sugar McGahee. Uh, I think this morning line on this horse is probably a little bit too high. This horse uh, actually beat Red Knight a couple races back um, in, at Aqueduct, and Red Knight three to one uh, favorite here. So I think North Dakota is going to get some play. That last race they threw him into the uh, Pegasus Invitational, and he ran behind Colonel Liam and cross border only got beat four and a quarter though the the times the uh fire figures weren't that good but he's he's getting better at the right time he's got a right to improve tied of the sea for make michael maker and corrales and of course red knight on the outside for bill mott and jimmy graham uh jimmy graham's riding well at this meet too so uh those four i think are the ones that uh that get you through the pick four uh i left out cross border i could make a case for for him certainly um Monarchs Glen for Mike Maker probably is a little a little um, overmatched here, but if you go way back to Saratoga uh, in July of 20, he had a 101 buyer and he gets Rosario, so Monarchs Glen's got a shot. But say the word is my pick here: Phil D'Amato, Louis Saez, sitting in California, and has taken his race everywhere and really likes a mile and a half. Yeah, I took that uh, horse to three of his last four uh, races. He's had a hundred or better buyer figure. Uh, is also one here uh, before, so that helps. Uh, so, I, and I think Red Knight is a really strong contender. Fifteen of twenty-two times he's been in the top two. Uh, one here last fall in the Sycamore, uh, North Dakota was in that race, and uh, he certainly got a shot. Seven, uh, the seven horse, uh, Shug McGahey. We talked to him yesterday in an interview that'll be on the Today at Keeneland show Saturday morning, and uh, he said um, just. Forgive the last race. Horse had a horrible start and uh, had some trouble in that race in the Sycamore. Thought he uh, could have perhaps won it against Red Knight that day with a better trip. So uh, keep a definite eye on on um, North Dakota. And then Mike Maker has a great record in this race, and he's got three running. And I talked to him on uh, Thursday, and he said they claimed Monarchs Glen with this race in mind. Uh, that And uh, that was an interesting angle. So... Uh, that horse, I think, is a definite player at a price, if not to win, then to uh, hit the board. But 
not a bad one to throw in the win tickets as well, or in the uh, multi-race tickets too. And then the two stable mates tied to the sea and cross border. He said one of those two would scratch. They won't run them both, so he'll end up with two in here instead of three. He wasn't sure which one was going to scratch. He did say tie to the sea if there's much give in the ground uh, might be the one because he's he's better on firm turf, but uh, that horse has one here. And uh, cross borders come out of a couple of tough races. So um, I'm going to end up on say the word, but it's a nice race. Seventh race, uh, allowance, non-winners of two lifetime on the turf, sprinting at five and a half. Four-year-olds at up Philly and Mayors. I took notorious RBG off a win at Tampa in late February. It's Clamont. It's Rosario. Rosario's outstanding rider in turf sprints in a lot of categories, but turf sprints in particular. Uh, didn't have a strong opinion here. Chili Petten for Ward and Johnny Velasquez. A lot of speed there. Uh, Maker and Gaff Leone have strong odor. The nine uh, making his turf debut, but uh, Maker uh, identifies those turf sprint candidates uh, really well. The two, Brooke Marie gets Saez and had uh, some good numbers in uh, 2019. And then the 2021 debut off a long layoff uh, showed good speed and then faded, as you might expect with that long layoff. So might really, really improve off that. Uh, ready for a change uh, is the other one I thought I would uh, take a look at off uh, recent performance. So it's a race where I'll probably go deep, but the win pick is going to be Notorious RBG. How about you? My wife would kill me if I didn't pick Notorious RBG. She is a big Ruth Bader Ginsburg fan, and uh, that's, a, that's a great name for a horse. I think the, coming out of that Tampa race, though, I'm not sure. This is a pretty good step up from that uh, one other than at Tampa. and But gets Rosario, so, she's, uh, so obviously she's got... Uh, Got a big shot in here. I took ready for change. And uh, the reason I did, Neil Pesson uh, doesn't have that many horses anymore, but he won one the other day with a with a fairly long shot. And, and then uh, this horse, to me, looks like um, they've, they've obviously tried to get her on the turf, and Fairgrounds has caught two uh, off tracks, and they took her off the turf, and she won. She won her debut by 11, and she won her um, first-level allowance race, her optional claimer, coming right back and you know obviously she's bred for the turf but she likes the dirt they still want to try to get her on turf so i think they think very highly of this philly and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna take a shot here with her uh chili petting for wesley ward who's obviously heated up the last few days uh, after a, a little cold start with his first two two-year-olds losing but now he's won um nearly half his races since then Brooke Marie, another horse that you mentioned, mentioned second back off a long, long way off and get Saez. You got to throw her in there. And I'm going to throw in Violenza. Uh, this horse is 10 to 1 morning line for Ian Wilkes. Uh, came back off a layoff last time out at Gulfstream, ran really well at 13 to 1. And um, Ian puts Landeris, his son in law, on this horse. And, and uh, this horse has got some upside as well. It impresses me, a 78 buyer first time out in her four-year-old year and if she moves forward she's right there so i'm gonna take those five uh violins that would be my long shot pick but i'm gonna take ready for change let's go to the eighth race allowance optional claiming at the uh, as far as the allowance part of it it's non-winners of three lifetime mile on the 16th four-year-olds and up and this is a interesting uh, race with a uh, horse like south bend a lot of back class coming off a layoff where did you go in the eighth 
Well, uh, the other interesting angle here is uh, Mighty Hart uh, won the first two legs of the uh, of the Canadian Triple Crown last year, the Queen's Plate and the Prince of Wales. Uh, faltered on the turf in the third leg, but um, she uh, he, he fits well here. I think this horse has got one eye, got a lot of a lot of sentimental value there, got a big a big fan base in Canada, and uh, interesting. Uh, races. Josie Carroll brings him down here to, uh, to try this optional claimer at Keeneland. I think he's got a huge shot and top seed for Sid McGahee uh, off a win at Churchill uh, last summer. Been off for a while. Might need one. But uh, obviously respect Sugan here with Johnny Velasquez up. South Bend for Belmont. Hasn't raced since the uh, Belmont Derby. Grade one last year and ran the Kentucky Derby last year. Was not competitive. Uh, didn't do that badly in the Travers though. So Obviously, dropping out of three straight grade ones, you've got to take a look at him. And Royal Mesa, the other horse that I use for Bayerano and Phil Sims, uh, 92 buyer last year at Churchill, um, did not uh, did not win the poly track as, as a favorite at Turfway, but his uh, dirt form certainly fits well. He ran okay here to optional claimer last year, but he got better at Churchill. So I'm going to throw him in there as well. Uh, not a strong opinion. But uh, with the back class and the, and the fact that Mighty Hart won the first two legs of the Canadian Triple Crown, one on synthetic and one on dirt, uh, I'm going to take him in here for Jimmy Graham and Josie, Josie Carroll. I ended up taking Royal Mesa, who uh, is light on the class versus these, but loves this track. Three lifetime wins. Two of them have been here. And with these horses coming off layoffs, I thought maybe that affinity for the track might, might make the difference. Uh, South Bend. Uh, took second. Just don't know if he'll be fully cranked up. Uh, top seed looked like a, a real promising horse, Fearless, that uh, he ran against a really nice horse for Pletcher. Uh, this horse got good last summer, and I don't know what happened, but he's been off since June. But if he's ready, uh, I think he's got a, a lot of upside still left to tap into. Um, Mighty Heart. Uh, interesting that that one shows up here. I'm, I'm going to take a stand against off the layoff, but um, you know has run well on... You know, multiple surfaces, including a, uh, a 95 buyer on the dirt at uh, Fort Erie last year. So it's an interesting, interesting race here in the eighth, but uh, taking a shot with the two Royal Mesa for me. We talked about the ninth. Uh, take us to the tenth race, starter optional claiming, four-year-olds and up at six furlongs. Well, I don't have any money left. Excuse me. So uh, I singled here in the pick four with Chris Hartman's horse, Loopaloo. Uh, this horse... Uh, they took it off the turf last time out at Fairgrounds. Uh, they had tried a turf experiment um, the last time, an optional $10,000 claimer at five and a half furlongs. Uh, did not run that well, but they brought a, uh, they brought him back on the dirt, uh, brought, brought him back on, on a turf schedule race that got scratched to the dirt, and he won. So they're going to try him on the dirt again. Uh, he ran well here at, at uh, Keeneland last year, won, won a $15,000 claimer. Uh, the three races this year have been have been good, and I really liked that last fairgrounds race where he uh, stopped the pace and, and and pulled away in the end. And I think that his numbers here fit very well. And uh, at seven to two, he's he's not exactly a slam dunk single, especially since you got a Wesley Ward in here, Finnegan. Um, but if you look back at that horse, um, the Turfway races where they come up and a five thousand dollar claimer ran a seventy six buyer. Probably wasn't much competition there. I was getting him ready for this race, but uh, this horse is not one of Wesley's best, and uh, I just don't think that he's uh, that 
high caliber, even though he picks up Rosario. You got to throw him in there if you're if you're not singling. Luis Saez on on high five cotton the eight certainly fits well here. Um, off, uh, comes back after a race here at Kingland. We always like that angle. But I'm going to single uh, Chris Hartman here. Uh, Chris gets him ready. He doesn't have his his a string here. He's got still down at Oakland. But uh, I'm going to go with Lupalu, the three horse here for Mr. Hartman, and trying to single, ending up a nice pick four. Ended up on high five cotton. I, I always like these runbacks, as I've said before, at the spring meet where they get a start in, then come back the next time. This horse was a good second on April the seventh, and that was at seven furlongs. He cuts back to six here. I think that's a better trip for this horse. So, and he gets Sias to ride. So, uh, high five cotton is my win pick. And Finnegan listed next, just off that, it's Warden Rosario in that nice race last time. But uh, I think you make a good point that uh, this may be considerably tougher competition. Loopaloo is the next one I had, uh, the shipping up off a, a nice win at the fairgrounds. And then State Treasurer, the 11, just because the horses won 12 times. Um, so, going to f- go four deep when we get to the pick four. I'm going to start it off and. I will tell you, I ended up with a $60 ticket, and it would. Uh, there's races I would definitely like to go deeper, and I've kind of made uh, marks, scratched out things. Uh, I've, I've been all over the place. I don't have a lot of confidence in uh, any one horse in this sequence. So um, if you do, uh, that gives you a chance to go deeper in other spots. But I ended up with two, four, five, six, nine on the front end. Then I took two, three, seven. Scared about leaving out Mighty Heart. Um, the I just went too deep in the Elkhorn. I'd like to uh, go deeper, but to make the ticket affordable, I ended up with just two and ten, and then three, six, eight, eleven on the back end for a sixty-dollar ticket. And um, I just couldn't find any place to take a strong stand with a single, so ended up with a sixty-dollar ticket. How about you? Okay, my ticket's only forty dollars. So if you don't, if you wanted to put the Luis Saez horse in the last leg and make it an eighty-dollar ticket, that might be a wise decision. But I. I'm going to take a stand with a three horse. So, two, four, five, six, eight, my first leg, with two, three, six, seven, with two, six, seven, ten in the Elkhorn, back to three, my single Loopaloo in the last uh, $40 ticket. And uh, might have, have some chances at some payoffs there. Um, we gave out the pick four on uh, Thursday's card. But uh didn't pay very much, so we just about broke even. Uh, Good news, bad news. One. We gave you the pick four. <laughs> but. Yeah, we gave you the pick four, but hopefully you cut it back and didn't spend quite as much as we did. I think my profit <laughs> was like $16 on it. Spent 62 got back 78 But this one's going to pay better. So uh, take a swing at this pick four. Uh, very competitive races here uh, on the Saturday card, including the great the great two Alcorn. Yeah, and then if you play the pick five, uh that first leg, I would suggest taking a long look at the first-time starters. I wasn't really high on any of the uh, other runners. So there's some chances to to uh, catch a price, I think. And I, I think this is going to be a pick four, pick five, uh, in the late part of the card that is going to pay well if you can just uh, be able to be lucky enough to hit it. Best of luck on the Saturday card. We'll be back to check out Sunday's racing in our next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.